10 seconds to go. The Illini trailed by nine and a half. They got down by as many as 23. They never led in the game. Inbound to Hawkins. Deep corner. Head fake for three. Air ball. Rebound Hyatt. 2-1. Rutgers has done it again. Another ranked team goes down tonight. It's our own fighting Illini. Rutgers 70. Illinois 59. They get revenge for the game back in December. And they put themselves squarely in the Big Ten title hunt. Along with Illinois and a bunch of other teams at the top. 70-59 the final. Ay ay ay. The Illini pick up right where they left off in the second half against Northwestern, which really was not a good place. Uh, outside of about a, a three-minute stretch there in the second half, Rutgers outclasses the Illini, and they win it 70-59. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Evan Kahn, Mike Lutulip here with you tonight on News Talk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Dave Leak helping us out behind the scenes. We'll get to the calls and the texts, but first our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. For half a century, they've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball postgame shows. Cozad Asset Management striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Welcome in Mike LaTulip. And Mike, I... I like I said, I, I thought I was watching the same game that we just watched over the weekend. The Illini just kind of lacking that focus on, on both ends of the floor here tonight, and, and Rutgers runs the table on them. Yeah, look, I think everyone had a pretty good understanding that, that Rutgers was rolling coming into this game, that the rack is one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten. I get all that, but in the heat of a Big Ten title race, you just can't, you know, you can't come out with that type of effort. I understand shots didn't fall, and we'll get into that. But there should not be this much of a contrast defensively and effort-wise, you know, when the team's making shots and when they're missing shots. And I think that's what, that's one of the biggest things that I think needs to get rectified before we, we really hit March. Uh, a couple bright spots. Kofi Coburn sets the all-time record for double-doubles in, in Illinois history. Trent Frazier ties D. Brown for number two, I believe, on three-pointers made at Illinois. But uh, just not a, not a whole lot in between. We'll get into it. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Kozad Asset Management. We want to hear your thoughts. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, as many of folk have already begun to do, 217-351-5357. Fasteners, etc. post-game show here, coming up next. Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozad Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. 
Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with COZAD, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. COZAD Investment Advisory Services offered through COZAD Asset Management, Inc. COZAD Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Welcome to another one, Dan. Thank you. Outs out to Williams. High low to Kofi. The catch inside. And the finish with authority. A slam and a foul. And the end one for Illinois. Count the basket. Foul on Rutgers. Quickly to the other end. Plummer in the right corner. Drives baseline. Bounce pass to Kofi. Up and in. Count it again. And another and one. Back to back. In two trips for the Illini big man. Hey, there we go. Now we're back on. Yeah, Kofi Coburn was a lot of the early offense, getting things going there for the Illini, as we mentioned, setting the double-doubles mark for Illinois as a program. But Illinois loses on the road at the rack. Yes, it is the rack. They don't pay me to call it that new name. 72-59. Evan Collin, Mike Latulip here with you on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Got a couple calls we're going to get to here in just a second, but I, I thought we got the perfect text message here to start off this post-game show. A 217 texter says they need a run or something. That was uglier than the second half against Northwestern. Sorry, Mike, this might be a rough post-game show. Welcome to the post-game, he says. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's how we kick things off here after this loss to Rutgers, and we're going to go Open up the fan lines now. We go down to Edwardsville. Bill's calling in. Hey there, Bill. Evening. Bad shooting nights are going to happen. Um, now, I don't think this team is as good a shooting team as it was made out to be. But this is year five of the coaches being here. Where are – I watch a fair amount of other conference basketball, a lot of Big 12 and SEC. Teams all over those conferences – have wings that are 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", that can put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Why does Illinois have none of those except for the freshman who's just here in year five? Yeah, the, the Illini are, and Brad Underwood pointed that out in, in post game. they're, they're just a, a little outsized against some of these teams, and that was pointed out tonight. But why? He's, he's been here for five years. 
Why does he not have wings that are of competitive size? I think it's a, I think it's a fair question. I, I think, you know, part of the, the small ball was an advantage at certain points, but right now you need rebounding. And quite frankly, like you need guys that can make basketball plays. And, and I agree with you. And it's why when Melendez is out there, you see six, seven can put it on the deck, can make basketball plays. That's part of the reason when you get into these shooting slumps, it's hard to pull yourself out because you, you know, typically not, it's not the strengths of a couple of these guys to put the ball on the floor and create for others. Now, now that's a lot on Trent Frazier. It's a lot on, you know, these point guards and these people that are handling the ball. So I, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a valid point. You know, I, I know Ty Rogers played tonight. That's another big wing that you have coming in. RJ Melendez's development, you know, hopefully he continues to go on that trend. But I definitely hear what you're saying. But nobody wins, goes far in the tournament with a bunch of 6'3 and 6'4 guards. You have, to, you have to have size on the wing and athleticism on the wing. Otherwise, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, and right. I think, too, it, those, those same guards, if they're not making shots, then it becomes all the more problematic, right? Yeah, because you can't get free throws. Exactly. And that's been the issue the past, the past couple games is, you know, Northwestern, you go and look in the second half, and Illinois one for two from the line for the game. And it was the same type of thing this game, except they got into the bonus with 10 minutes left. That's partly because they just, you know, they got down and just started putting their head down and getting to the basket, which, which probably should have happened earlier. Thanks for your time. Hey, thanks for the call, Bill. You guys can ring in on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Getting a, a lot of love on, on the text line for RJ Melendez from guys like Kevin and another 217 texter. And, and you, you, like you pointed out, you're, you're kind of starting to, to see the turn of the tide with the Ty Rogers. And, and, you know, they brought in Grandison a couple years ago. Didn't get to see him this year, but Hutcherson was supposed to be another one of those guys. But just not a whole lot of long guards on this Illinois roster. And w- when you've got shorter guards, you rely on making shots. And, and yeah, they, they weren't making the shots and for, for a number of reasons. And we'll get into that. But let's go back to the fan line. Jim's with us up in Rockford. Good evening, Jim. Hey, that previous caller was great. It was one of the best calls I think I've heard, and I mean that sincerely because he kind of set up what I wanted to talk about. He's talking about there's no length of the guard when the shots aren't falling. Look, there's going to be nights where you're not going to hit, but you got to find other ways. And what were they out-rebounded tonight by 20? 18. Okay, 18. Who's one of the best guards in the NBA ever? Six foot six, Dennis Rodman, right? This whole bull line that you have to be tall to rebound drives me nuts. I realize we're small in the guard spot. But when our shots go up, I'm talking, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. When the opponent's shots go up, there's no reason why four guys aren't crashing the board. It's all about hustle and effort. And this is the third game in a row now. Let's not just talk about today's game. We have a trend now. They were awful against Purdue. They were awful in victory against Northwestern. And they were awful tonight. We've got three games now. So back to that previous caller's point, I know where this is heading. So I'd like to know who's going to be this year's Loyola that's going to expose this team. Because what we're seeing is the real Illini team. It was all fluff and fairy tale heading into this stuff. But now that they're in these shooting slots and now that they're going to pout and not be effortful, not going after rebounds and just getting smoked like they did two of these last three games, this is what I expect to see, and I fully expect to see it against Michigan State. They'll probably beat Nebraska, but that's going to equate to all them picks, which on paper looks great. Don't play Nebraska. Except when you were leading it. What's that? Don't play Nebraska. Oh, sorry. All right, whoever I, I – I've got one of the games wrong. 
In my calculation, I had him at 26. My point is, at the start of the year, that would look great. But when you were this far into the season in first place and you're going to close the way you are, it's going to be disgraceful. I fully expect to get out of the tournament in 30 days. That's the Friday of the first round of the tournament, and that will be typical Illinois basketball. All right. Enjoy the ride, Jim. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Larry in Springfield says this is a, a game they should have won, going back to how they performed when they faced off at the State Farm Center. You might agree with that, but, uh, yeah, the three-point the three point shooting, uh, the most frustrating thing about that is tonight wasn't – I didn't think tonight was a night where shots weren't falling. In the first half, they got down early, and it felt like they were trying to hit the 10-point shot. It was a pass and a shot and a pass and a shot. Four straight possessions, I believe. They had Trent Frazier do a dribble display for about 10 seconds, passed it to somebody, and they jacked up a three. And it's going back to the Northwestern thing. And stuff that we were seeing when you're attacking, when you're getting downhill, when you're running sets instead of trying to make the big play, you just got to make a number of plays because it's such a long game. You don't have to get it all back at once. And they almost did it there at the end in garbage time. Yeah, And, and I'll make the point, too, and I know a lot of people, and there's probably people listening to this right now that are under the impression that why don't we throw the ball into Kofi every single time? And even when you're down 17, throw the ball into Kofi at some point. You have to make shots. And, and I, I've, I've made this comparison before, but a team that's very dependent on a post player is like a, a run, you know, a run football team or, or a football team that runs the ball. When you get down, you have to throw. And you, that's the way that you get back into the game. And it's, this, it's no different in basketball. And if you're Rutgers, the last thing you want is for this team to heat up from three. And I agree, you know, some of the three-point shooting earlier in the year was it as good? You know, was it over 50%? And were they going to do that for the rest of the year? Absolutely not. You know, no team. I'm not sure a team in college basketball has ever shot over 50%. But, you know, this team, and I'll say this too, whether it's Trent Frazier, whether it's DeMonte Williams, uh, there's a few of these guys where if you look at their career three-point percentages, they're shooting about their career three-point percentages or within a percentage or two. So, you know, you got to find other ways to do it. And I'll say this too, you know, in that first half, some of the shots that were going up, the, the Jacob Grandison 17-foot pull-ups and the Coleman Hawkins floaters and, and some of these contested threes, that's, those are the shots that Illinois is designed to force defensively. But Rutgers was forcing you into those. And I think the other thing, too, and, and I'm all for the unselfishness. I love it. Yes. But you have to shoot the ball. Like, you have to shoot the ball. You cannot right go. Yeah, you cannot go, you know, hey, I'm going to pass up on this shot because we might get a better one. You might not. If it's in rhythm and if you can step up and shoot it, shoot the ball. And, and I think that's kind of where – you know, you see it a lot with DeMonte, shot fake, dribble left. And it's not really dribbling left to go anywhere. It's just to put it on the ground and swing it. You put guys in, in some tough spots to take some late contested threes. And when it gets late shot clock, this is why you get out-rebounded and can't get anything on the offensive glass. is because guys and defenders, when the, sh when the shot clock is winding down, you start to gravitate a little bit more to your man. Okay, now you can check out easier. Now you can go and get the ball def defensive rebounding-wise. So, you know, all of that was kind of... <laughs> all in the pot tonight, um, you know, and, and it hurt Illinois. Confidence between the ears, things the Illini were lacking. Before we get to our MX Electrifying player of the game, let's go back to the fan line. Simeon's calling in from Virginia. Uh, those, those Cheerios probably got a, a couple tears in them tonight, eh? Yeah, I, I, I didn't see the game today, guys. Uh, you you, you, you I, might have uh, picked a good one. Well, a friend of mine, his uh, son plays for North Carolina A&T, and they were in oh. town. 
so I went with him to see the game. But, you know, I, I kind of uh, kept tabs on the score. But I wanted to say this, um, you know, because I, I, I bleed orange and blue. And then some of, you know, I love Illini Nation, but some of these guys, I don't think they've ever played basketball. And it, it's not like that we're not in, you know, we're still in first place and we're still in the thick of this. When I played, I remember playing some teams with some small guys, and they'd run you out of the gym. Um, we we happened to be uh, we happened to be in a, a shooting slump with some guys. Now I know I'd be the first one to say I'd like to, some little bit more length in there. I've, I've mentioned that before, um, but it's not time to jump off the ship. And uh, Brad Underwood is making a lot of progress with bringing in those types of guys that I hear that people complaining about. You know, it took time to build up this team because when he got the team, the cover was bare. So it takes time to to get that stuff turned around. We see it. We see the changes coming. Um, but I'm not giving up on this team. I think we're going to be just fine when it comes to March. Um, I hopefully the guys are in the gym shooting some shots, getting some shots up. You know, maybe it might need a tweak in the uh, uh, in, the, in the starting lineup, as I mentioned before. But Mike had mentioned the last time I called that if you take Grandison out, um, he might not be that great off the bench. I'm not sure, but I'm willing to take that chance. Um, but, you know, I, I just couldn't allow the Illini uh, faithful to act like uh, rats jumping off the ship. We're still right there in the thick of things. And I still think there's a good chance that we'll come through with our, our Big Ten title. Um, I, I wish I could make some comments about the game, but I didn't see it. Um, I did record it. I'll look at it maybe uh, on, uh, I think it's uh, Saturday when we play. Mm-hmm. I can make a comment or two. But uh, I, I just had to call and combat some of that stuff. Oh, hey, so, we, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, we always appreciate you calling in, Simeon. And, and yeah, you know, the, the Illini didn't win 11 games in Big Ten play on accident. You know, they're still sitting in first place. And once again, like Sunday, these are correctable things, effort attacking the glass those are those are things that can be corrected this wasn't an outcoached kind of night this was illinois got beat hey, let me make this comment too because i think this is something that's getting lost a little bit here hey don't look now Rutgers is one game back right uh, it's uh, ugly. First, the, i mean the this is picture is look, ugly. like this is a good team this is a really good team and this is a team that more than any team in this conference if you are not ready and do not have your boxing gloves on, they will knock you out. And they've done it. They've done it to teams these past few weeks. They've shifted. They've given Paul Mulcahy the ball. I know everyone hates Paul Mulcahy, but he's playing like an all-league type of guy right now. Like well, this Rutgers team, you didn't lose to five and nine in conference Rutgers. Like this is this is a really good team and you know and, and a really, really tough place to win. So when you're not doing the things that we've that we've mentioned on the show so far. It's really hard to win there, and it's really hard to win in this league, period. Mulcahy, that's the the perfect example. There's a guy, like you said, a lot of people don't like him for for all the extra stuff, Brad Davison-esque, that he does. He wasn't doing that tonight. He was playing with confidence, and that's not not enough Illini are doing that. You know, just got to find your game. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'll I'll make this comment, too. I know Simeon had touched on it, like the the smaller lineups. What if we injected Andres Felice's rebounding ability as a six-one guard into Alfonso Plummer? Like, wouldn't that be <laughs> I, like that? Then you couldn't really take him off the floor, really. Like, because the thing with him is, if he's not making shots, 
you know, he's not necessarily a net positive on defense all the time. He's capable of it. We've seen that he's capable of it. Um, but he needs to find ways to make more of an impact if shots aren't going in. And that goes for uh, – and DeMonte's done it. We've seen DeMonte make an impact when shots aren't going in. Grandison's done it. They just, they, all three of them. I, those, those guys end up kind of being the key because you kind of know what you're going to get from Trent. You definitely know what you're going to get from Kofi. So these other guys, I know everybody wants to dip into the bench. we got to play this guy more and this guy more. You still need your starters and your players to mm-hmm. play well, period, if you want to win in March. Let's do our MX Electrifying player of the game here. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax, call Max. Kofi leads all scorers with 20. And Kofi, I thought, had a, had a pretty solid game all around. But the Illini lost, so you kind of want to look towards the Rutgers side and I thought it started with their big man and Omaruyi. he was getting boards he was playing confident once again and uh they just Kofi and everybody didn't have an answer for him early and I thought that set the tone yeah and I think Paul Mulcahy I know I keep going back to Paul Mulcahy he unlocks a lot of Omaruyi's abilities Mm -hmm. rolling to the rim catching lobs you know, I think that's what I'm saying. You know, when they've made that shift to put the ball in his hands and put them in ball screens, I mean, he's six seven, right? Like he's six seven, and similar to Jaden Ivy, and it's kind of weird comparing the two. I know, but the second he gets around a ball screen, he puts you on his back, and he makes it hard for you to square him up. So now the big has to stay longer. Now Amarui can roll a little bit more free to the basket, right? And, and I think that's part of what makes this team really good. Um, but I'm I'm torn. I think it. it I think Mulcahy kind of is the straw that stirs the drink, but I think Amari was his activity, you know, 13 rebounds tonight, two blocks, you know, just played with a lot of energy, played with a lot of heart. You could see it. But yeah, at one point, he, at one point it was, it was weird. It's like he levitated off the ground. I don't know if you saw that in the, in the first <laughs> he half. Like ro- uh, rose from the dead, up. like the undertaker. Yeah, he was ready tonight. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, if that's, if that's your player of the game, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah. S- sadly, we don't have any physical awards to mail to guys and, and I, I like to play a highlight with these kinds of things, and my my gut just couldn't let me save a Mulcahy highlight tonight. So I, but I did save an Omaruyi highlight. So he's going to get our MX electrifying player of the game. Harper, lob, look out! Oh, reverse slam! Laborier, somebody fell asleep. Laborier with a backward slam. Yeah, Ron Harper Jr. had a really good game for the for Rutgers as well. There was one of the plays where I don't know if it was communication or, or somebody fell asleep on defense, but Omaruyi with the reverse slam finishes with a double-double 15-13 and 13 as Rutgers gets the win over the Illini. Hang on, Mark. I promise we're about to get to you here after the break. A lot of text to get to as well here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. For as long as you can remember, your spouse has been your rock. But when they begin to experience signs of dementia, you both need someone to lean on. Autumn Leaves of Savoy is a pioneer in memory care-assisted living with cottage-style residences that feel just like home. Autumn Leaves staff members provide personalized care for each resident to unlock memories and create meaningful moments. So while your spouse receives the best care available, you can focus solely on loving them. If someone you know is experiencing memory loss, please visit autumnleaves.com. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. 
What's Casasa checking with Prospect Bank? It's like adding points to the scoreboard for being a good team player. Open an account online at bankprospect.com, member FDIC. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Trevello, lob to Payne with a finish and a flush. To our left, and there's a good combination. Oh, the yeah. and Payne for two. Quiets the crowd a little bit. There was an alley-oop of the Illini's own there from Curbelo to Payne. That one in the first half. Um, Payne, I believe that was his only basket of the ball game. Yes, two. Only one shot from the field. Curbelo finishes with five assists. Only two points here in this 11-point loss to Rutgers. Evan and Mike with you here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show, News Talk 1400 FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. We go back to the fan line here, and Mark's been hanging on with us in Urbana. Hey there, Mark. Hey, guys. Um, it's a pleasure talking to you guys, Evan and, and Mike. Uh, uh, please walk me off this ledge. Because uh, <laughs> it seems like... Um, it, when was the last time that we had a great shooting performance in the first half and the second half? And um, I don't know. It just seemed like, you know, I, I wasn't able to watch the game, but I was listening to it. Um, and that. it just seemed like every time you, 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 you know, Illinois come down, they're shooting the three, and I didn't hear Kofi name that much you know in the first half and it just seemed like sometimes they forget about them and um i just i just really hate real quick i really hate that man we have a talent like we had with io we have a talent we have in kofi and it feels like it's going to be a waste if this team you know don't make it out to make the sweet 16 and i'm gonna just hang up and listen and and uh hopefully you guys are walking off that ledge <laughs> bye Hey, thanks for calling in, Mark. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Mike, you, you can go ahead first. You, you got any yeah, I, ideas? Yeah, I totally understand. I, I, I get it. You know, I think if you're watching the game and you see the success that, that Kofi has, I, I think it would be a completely different story if you looked at the box score and you're like, oh, my God, Kofi took four shots at nine points and ten rebounds. Like, we got to find a way to get this guy more involved. Like, he had 20 and 10, and I think – Sometimes we think, hey, we got we got to feed him. We got to feed him every time down. I mean, what's best case scenario? Kofi has thirty five and twelve, and now that's what we have to rely on to win games. That's just it's a tough formula, and 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 I know, and and he's been much more willing to to throw it out of the post and um and playing inside out. I, I get that, um, but at some point, if this team offensively is going to hit their ceiling. They have to make shots. They have to, and and I think a lot of teams now, you know, they're they're sw- Rutgers swarmed Kofi tonight. Um, you know, Kofi got some deep position in the first half, and I think it allowed him to just simply pivot right at the front of the rim, mm-hmm. and he threw down a few dunks, had a couple and ones, and, and that's great. And that's that's but that's basketball. You have to establish the inside presence to open up the outside, and and, and it kind of did. They just you know they didn't make the shots that were that were right there. And, and 
man, I, but I get it. I, I totally understand. You know, if you're a caller, if you're a viewer, a listener, whatever you are, I get it. You know, big potential Big Ten player of the year. Let's get the ball into him every time. It's just not typically how it works, um, especially when you're down 17, 18. Um, th- then it's even more on, on a, you know, onus on you to, to make outside shots to crawl back into the game. If you're Rutgers, you know, Kofi left, you know, right hooks over the left shoulder in a comeback effort. You're like, all right, great. As long as Trent's not getting going, as long as Plummer's not getting going, Grandison, we're fine. We'll come out of here with a win. So um, I say that and I'll, I'll, I'll put a bow on this by just saying totally understand. Totally understand <laughs> if that's where you're at. It's just, you know, it's hard. There needs to be some sort of a balance on, on any offensive team. And something that you alluded to earlier, and I don't think it it didn't seem like an issue for the Illini earlier, but of course they were making shots earlier in the year. But the the defensive end, you know, just the way that the game started, they give up seven of nine shots, and then it's it's affecting them on the offensive end. They're they're trying to get the quick shot instead of the the good shot, and it's just those compounding things. And kind of to this two one seven textures question, why weren't they pressing earlier? You got to make shots to press, and Illinois didn't have the energy to press. Uh, you know, in this isn't a, a team that's set up to do that sort of thing for 40 minutes. And I don't think asking them to do that in, in the first half was either possible or just they, they weren't in a position to do that. Well, you also don't practice it, um, you know, all the time. And that's, and that's part of it, you know, and it looks great in a comeback effort when wins at your back and, you know, Rutgers is just trying to hold on. They're turning it over a little bit, you know, you're making plays and, it's easy to say, hey, why weren't we doing this earlier? It's kind of it's kind of like yeah. when the team, like your your football analogy earlier, when the team's playing prevent defense. Rutgers was yeah, playing you're like, prevent. You're like, Whoa, offense. we should open it up for Case Keenum a little more. Like he should, <laughs> you know, we should let him sling it. So like, I I I understand that. I think the easier solution instead of overhauling your defense and going to a press uh, when you don't practice it, the easier solution they just didn't they didn't keep the ball in front in the first half you know you just got you got to guard your yard I mean we talk about that all the time it's part of the reason why Melendez didn't come into the last you know eight minutes of the game because he got Got blistered off the dribble the first two defensive position possessions he had and then he found himself on the bench so you know that's that's the easier solution is limiting them to one shot on the offensive end keeping a guy in front of you you know you don't want to have you don't you don't want to get down 10 to four and then say we got to throw we got to throw a press in you don't typically realize it or implement it until <laughs> until it's 15 16 17 you know 20 point deficit so um, but I do think for a guy like Coleman Hawkins that's more of a defensive scheme that lends itself mm-hmm. to where like he can you know have his length you know run around fly around because as, as good as he was flying around in that press and being kind of the the head of that press he struggled at times in the half court. He fell asleep on that baseline pass to Harper. Him and him and Plummer or him and Frazier busted a switch. Harper gets a layup right at the front of the rim to make it 17. Like it wasn't mistake free by any means. So it's more the half court defense that that you worry about and keeping guys in front. You know, a lot of teams can go out there and run around and trap and and turn some teams over. So that's that's my two cents there. Uh, Benny says you know, if the Illini want to win the Big Ten, they're going to have to win some road games and. Surprisingly, this tough stretch is almost over four road games and five. They're only one and two in those games, but they've got Michigan State coming up and Michigan. And yeah, on paper, this one probably, I don't know, with the way they're playing, maybe it's not the the easiest of the road games left. I mean, none of these games are easy. Like you said, I mean, the Big Ten is 
good. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no Nebraska's left. There's Penn State, but Penn State's got to come here. They just knocked off Michigan State. Uh, no, yeah. None of these games are easy, but yeah, the Illini are going to have to win all their home games and, and pick off at least one, if not two, of the road games because now there's Rutgers thrown right up there with Wisconsin and Purdue and the Illini all within about a, a half to a game of each other in the Big Ten standings. 217 Texter says they did not enjoy the game, but they will enjoy the post-game show. We are undefeated. Oh, always appreciate the kind words, 217 Texter. And um, we're getting into territory where I haven't proofreaded these text messages. So let's get to our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the opponent with peak and insurance. Visit peakandinsurance.com or contact peak and insurance agent to start defending your assets. And my, once again, just because I, I got a highlight for it, but probably the, the most unexpected part of the game was when the Illini showed that that spark that you wanted for about two minutes. And a lot of it was RJ Melendez came back in. He has a little bit of confidence and, and he feeds it to Kofi and then Coleman Hawkins gets a block and then he comes down and he hits a three and you think the Illini might be getting back into it. And, and it gave me a little bit of hope. I, I thought I had a little confidence going into this post game show, but you know, that gets sucked right out of you pretty quick. But uh, I'd say that was a little unexpected. For sure. The way that the game was trending, no doubt. I, I thought he came in and, and gave them such a spark. You'd obviously love to see that in the, you know, in you know, the, the first round of minutes that he gets, because uh, he did not provide that, uh, you know, when he first came in. And, uh, but, but who knows? I think the one thing that you can take from this, his confidence is clearly building. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. And, and then Coleman Hawkins, too. Like, I, I thought, you know, I, I've always his best tied, game in a month. Yeah, I, I've always tied confidence in athleticism. Right. Like you are less athletic when you're less confident. You're more athletic when you're more confident because you're just more sure of yourself. And I thought Coleman Hawkins played his his most athletic game um, in, in in a while. And I think, you know, that's something that you can build on. So both of those guys, you know, if they can provide just just solid minutes off the bench and then you have certain other utility guys you can throw in. If Bosman's Verdonk, you know, is a guy you want to throw against a low post threat. You can do all those things. But, yeah, RJ Melendez, once again, it didn't look great at the beginning, but, man, he, he turned it on and got them to 11 there right around the, you know, right around the media timeout. So, you know, hopefully he can put, a, put another uh, performance together in, in more meaningful minutes there mm-hmm. in East Lansing. Yeah, this really little display here is going to get our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. No good. Rebound Melendez. Frazier takes it away from Melendez accidentally. Drives. Pass in the corner. RJ looking inside for Kofi. Oh, he fed him nicely. And Kofi with a slam. What a pretty assist by Melendez. Pass inside of Morier. Up and blocked by Hawkins. Melendez with a loose ball. Here come the Illini. Melendez out top to Frazier. Michael says, come on, let me hear you. Melendez, left corner, three, got there it. There you go, young Melendez leading the Illini, <laughs> sort of, kind of, back in the game. like to see that swing from Melendez. Finishes in double figures, and, and he was the one guy all night 
who knocked down his throws. You'll love to see it. A perfect 5-for-5 five five from the line after going 6-for-6 six six against Northwestern. Him and Coleman Hawkins combined play is going to get our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. we got plenty of text to still get to. Fan line's still open if you want to ring in here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. If you're a contractor, Pekin Insurance has you covered with policies that fit your needs. Contact your agent to learn about coverage for buildings, business personal property, general liability, and a host of additional endorsements and coverage enhancements to keep your contracting business well protected and running smoothly so you can focus on the job, not the what-ifs. To learn more, go to PekinInsurance.com. Just quit. Oh no, now we're gonna be on the side of the road. No, we're not. We're gonna call somebody and they're gonna come pick us up. It's easy, watch. I need a tow truck. I can't go truck. My car don't seem to wanna go no more truck. So I called you, cause I'm stuck truck, and I need you to come pick me up. Tedman's towing. 328-2424. Tedman's towing. 24 hours every day. 328-2424. We have pull and we're hooked on you. Tedman's towing. The University of Illinois Meat Sales Room is now open for in-person shopping at 1503 South Maryland Drive in Urbana or shop online through their website, meatandeggsales.illinois.edu. Visit their website for hours of operation and to sign up for the meat mail. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. You've got to compete. You've got to play with a certain energy. To get shots to go in, yeah, and 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 you know we we can sit here and make a hundred reasons why the ball doesn't go in, and when you're not playing hard enough to to that you don't think about it, then you're not the the ball will never find you, you know the basketball gods or it, it, it's just the way the game is played, and it's it's meant to be played extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got very good shooters on this team. I mean, you know, Luke Goody throws up an air ball tonight, missed it by four feet. Uh, you know, and, and he's a terrific shooter. Coleman finally made one late, mm-hmm. and it was because of his energy, and it was because of the, the excitement level that he was playing with and the passion he was playing with. And and that's what you have to get back to. You have to find a hunger and a desire and a passion to, to, to hook it up. And uh, we didn't have a very good shoot around today, and, I, you know, sure enough, we came out and, and – uh, uh, you know, we got Kofi going early, but that was that was just about the extent of it. There's head coach Brad Underwood after the game, pretty much summing it up for you. Stuff we've been talking about. Line I gotta play with confidence, gotta believe. Coleman Hawkins doing a little bit of that late here in this 70 to 59 loss to Rutgers. Mike and Evan here with you on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Dave helping us out behind the scenes. Some great thoughts coming in here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Carl says, you can't always coach effort. Sometimes it comes down to players making plays. No, you don't say players play the game. You know, Brad and Jeff and, and Chester, they're not suiting up there. No, no, that's, that's true. I, I thought tonight was a... A lot of the time, a lot of people like to revert to, oh, didn't make adjustments. Oh, you got outcoached. Tonight was, a lot of the nights it's not that. And tonight was 
definitely not one of those nights. As a pointer texts out, you know, uh, I'm just going to skim scam it here. Oh, it's Brian. I, I found it. You know, w- with the, the four-out offense, coach, he asked, do coaches teach the players to stand stationary? No. You saw Brad Underwood yell at Plummer one time. He fed it into Kofi. His guy goes and helps. And what does Plummer do? He stands close to the top of the key, you know, free throw line extended. He doesn't relocate to the corner. It's spacing. It's spreading guys things out. Things that they've probably been preaching since October, but sometimes in the middle of the game, players, for whatever reason, you know, the, these things aren't clicking. And, and, yeah, I thought the players lost this one tonight more than the coaching staff. Yeah, I think that I've been in those locker rooms, right? And, the, you know, the coaches have a great game plan, they're amped up during practice and shoot around happens. And then you get into the game and you almost see this look on their face where it's like, what is going on? Like how, you know, they want a Jersey, right. You know, they want to go out there and, and, and I totally understand that. I, I think, you know, they're, they're at a point now, this team, especially offensively where look, if you want to alleviate some of the pressure that's co- that Kofi's getting when he gets double teamed or when he gets, these guys that are digging or, or stunting at the ball, you have to relocate. You can't let guys dig at the ball, stunt at the ball, and still be able to relocate to the spot that you were just yep. in. Like, you know, you're, you're taught most times the second your guy turns his back to you, you should not be in the same spot you're in, period. Like, you just you shouldn't. Because I've always made the point, if you move, then when that ball gets thrown out, the first place that your defender wants to return to is the place that you were in. So then it makes a longer closeout. Like that's just, you know, you have to, to be able to kind of think the game in a way, uh, because not only is it good for you as an offensive player, it helps the big fella uh, kind mm-hmm. of alleviate pressure and, and makes them pay for wanting to go and dig and triple team and double team. You can't let them off the hook. Uh, more texts here on the castle heating and cooling text line. Uh, Sharon's disappointed in the game, uh, pointing out that the Illini are in first, but Purdue's playing right now for first place. And, um, yeah, just want to want to be on the glass a little more. More Melendez as well. Go Illini, says Sharon. Um, 618 texter, free throws defense and too many three-point shots. Yeah, that, that, that kind of sums it up there. Um, Pretty efficient text message there, 618. Uh, Gary, we're going to start charging you for these text messages, says Mike Latulip. I think he's upped it to you, you make the postgame show a, a million percent better. I think last time it was only 100,000 percent better, but now you're making it a million percent better. So we need more of Mike. We're going to. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> we'll bring you as much, Mike, as we possibly can here on the Pastors, et cetera, post game show. And uh, one more text here that I saw uh, Kent wants Kylan Boswell. I'm sorry, but Kylan Boswell is only 6'1. He doesn't, he doesn't solve that height issue. I, I really want Kylan Boswell, too, uh, a CU native, moved out to the West Coast, top 10 recruit. But um, if if that was in response to the, the earlier callers looking for the size on Illinois, Kylan's not the answer. That guy's going to be a point guard for Illinois. Um, so those are some of the thoughts coming in here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Um we're gonna need to take a break. When we come back, maybe maybe we'll we'll touch on, on some a few positives from this game. The the ones that we can find as we weed 
through try to find the keys to the game here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. How well do you know your insurance company? Uh, well, I know I pay each month, and I'm covered. Okay. Are you sure you have the best rates? Do you have the right coverage for your needs? Are you paying for things you don't need? Well, I haven't actually talked to my agent. I, I just assumed... Talk to a real person. Talk to someone local and see the difference. Myers Insurance Group is local and independent, and we're always here to talk. You are not a number. Your family, Myers Insurance Group. We work for you. When there's work to do, ground to break, earth to move, and a reputation to uphold, you need the durable Kubota RTV-X. Built with half-ton capability, feeding heavy-duty features, and a cargo bed that easily transitions into a second row of seating, the RTV-X is North America's number one selling diesel utility vehicle. Visit your local Kubota dealer and test drive one today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Side to Kofi, double team, back out to Frazier. Trent, back to Kofi, up. And missed it. Rebound. Yeah. Hawkins on the follow. Put it up and in. Stuck in the back door. That was Coleman Hawkins' first basket since January 29th. He also added in a three-pointer down the stretch. Finishes with five points, three boards in the Illini's losing effort to Rutgers. Back here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Something we were talking about a, a couple, a week or so ago, I can't remember, but Hawkins has consistently gotten tick. I, I think he's played it in every game, if not maybe one. But uh, that's that's one of the guys, like, it's kind of crept into the starting rotation that just needed confidence. He needed to see the ball go through the hole. He needed to get a stop on defense. And uh, I, he's, he's starting to progress that way. He's had a, a good couple of games in a row. Talking about the length, I think he's going to be a big guy down the stretch. And, and RJ is too, uh, as well. Like you said, and we saw it early, he's still going to go through his freshman moments where he's going to get beat twice, and then he does too much dribbling. I think he turned it over uh, on the next possession. He didn't. He had like three really bad possessions in the first half, but then he comes back in the second half and he drops 10 points in like five minutes. So you're going to take the good with the bad, and it's kind of tough to do in February when you're chasing a championship. But uh, those are two guys I like to see the confidence out of them, and uh, they're, they're going to play big continue to play big minutes here for, for the last month. For sure. Um, you mentioned Coleman Hawkins and look, a lot of times what makes teams really good. And I think I might've made this same point on the airwaves before. Um, what makes Wisconsin really good is role identification. All of them know who they are, what they are. Johnny Davis is our guy. Um, you know, Brad Davison's kind of that next guy, Tyler walls right there. And then the rest of us are, are really complimentary pieces. We, we guard, we, you know, we rebound to the best of our ability. We, we play with energy. We take care of it. 
Um, and, and I think with a team like Illinois who has depth, the role identification, especially with illnesses and injury like they have this year, it's just it's just been a little funky, you know. And, and I think Coleman Hawkins is settling into it a little bit. You're like, hey, I know earlier in the year you're you know you have 19 points in a game, you have 14 at Marquette, I think. You know that's awesome, but but when Kofi's back and when Plummer emerges, that may not be your role or, or what's best for the team. What's best for the team for Coleman Hawkins is the energy, right? You know, it's the offensive rebounds. It's hey, if you are open and you want to shoot with confidence, shoot it with confidence, knock it down like he did tonight. But Brad Underwood made a good point. That's because of his energy, and that's where it all starts with for him. I think when he plays with energy, he makes more good plays. When he makes more good plays, he's more confident. When he's more confident, he's more athletic. And, and I think that helps out defensively. It helps out in the offensive glass. So, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I think he's he's obviously had a, a dip in minutes. And credit the kid. I mean, to, to start the year where he was at, and people were talking about him like a first-round NBA draft pick, mm-hmm. and then now you go from to playing like three minutes a game in, in certain stretches to kind of emerging and, and finding your way back. That doesn't happen. Like a lot of, a lot of guys will just kind of go off into the abyss when they – when they lose their minutes and when they get taken out of the game and they lose their starting spot, I, I got to give him a ton of credit. He, he seemed to maintain a, a pretty good attitude and, and they're going to need him. They're going to need him down the stretch. Uh, you know, and I say they're going to need him. That doesn't always mean 15 and 10. That means, you know, just like what you saw tonight, the energy and the passion, like that, that goes a long way with this team. Positive mental energy. Looking for it here on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show. I don't know if Bill up in Libertyville has something like that, but what are your thoughts here on this game? Well, my thoughts are a little different. I got a starting lineup I want to fly by you guys. And uh, Ooh. I'd like to see. Well, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see RJ and Trent alternate from time to time at point guard. I think RJ has uh, appeared, at least to me, what I've seen lately as the best passer on the team. And on the side, I'd like to see uh, uh, number 11. And on the other side, uh, you know, we need uh, Kofi, of course, at center and the Belgian kid down there, down low with Kofi. And uh, and those are going to be your guys that are going to present a bit of calmness. What I don't want to see, I don't want to see Captain Chaos out there anymore. I'm tired <laughs> of the human pinball. Uh, these these arenas like Rutgers and Purdue and Indiana and of course will be Saturday morning are insane and he just is not a calming influence at all. He's I think he should look at the portal really well because I don't think he's a, a calming influence at all. For anything good that he does, he does ten times things wrong that, that ruins any type of calmness or fluidity that we have to the offense. And uh, I, I really don't think that that guy is doing us any good at all. He hasn't lost a game by himself like he did at Marquette or some other games like that. But he does not present any any fluidity to this offense at all. He's just crazy out there. And I think that uh, R.J. And, and Trent as a point guard sharing that duty would be much better. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in, Bill. Appreciate it. Give us a ring. I think so by my, by my count, that's – his his starting lineup is it's Trent R.J. Plummer, Bosman mm-hmm. Verdonk, and, and Coburn. Right, got it. Okay, and I you know your point about Curbelo, I think what 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 can be frustrating from a fan standpoint or even just from a viewer standpoint is, you know, if this was Curbelo's freshman year and you hadn't seen him do it before. I think that's what ends up being a little bit frustrating is, is we've seen him be a little bit of – like last year when Illinois got off to all these bad starts, 
Like it was he a was real the, thing. He everyone was, was the clamoring savior. to start Curbelo. He was like, the savior. Start... Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and then he comes in and he kind of settles things down. He sets the table. He gets guys involved. And I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think you know, missing two months of the season may have an impact on that. But but man, it's it, it is it is pretty amazing. He comes into the game. He, he settles in. He comes off a ball screen, throws an oop to to Omar Payne, and you're thinking, all right. Good, let's go. And then, you know, the next time down, it's it's a turnover and it's a shot off the backboard. And um, man, you know, it's it's. I'm waiting. You know, he has the Purdue game, um, you know, and then he has the other Purdue game at Mackey. And you're just waiting. You know, you're just waiting for him to string together a, a couple games here where he looks like himself. Um, you know, the, the problem is we're getting pretty close to to March. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, there's it, it's a tough spot to be in, especially if you're. Brad Underwood and that staff trying to mix him in in, in certain ways because I, I you do see certain times where when this team isn't breaking down the defense here's a guy that can but how you know how long is that leash right and and I think Underwood shortened that leash for sure um, and, and I think there's just got to be moments where he comes in and if he can just make the simple plays he had two really good simple plays to start the Northwestern game kicking the guys for threes getting guys involved and and then it just kind of goes off the rails. And um, actually, I'll give credit. My dad made the point tonight, and it's a really good point. I think he just – it looks like he gets bored with simplicity sometimes. Um, and that's really it. I mean, that's a real thing. And, I, and, it's, and, and I, I don't know. Like, I think the home run play is always on his mind. And, hey, just you can't get bored with the simple stuff. So, so credit, credit, credit my dad there for the, for the comment tonight. I know exactly what play he is talking about too. It was some there in, somewhere there in the second half, and, and yeah, it, it just it felt like one of those times where all right, I I need to do something a, a little crazy, and I can't remember exactly what the turnover, or maybe it was the shot off the the back of the backboard or, or something like that. But um, yeah, <laughs> there was there was the the two month stretch of start Curbelo, and then. He, he had one bad game, and then nobody wanted to see Corbello anymore, and then we come into the season, and he's an All-American, and now we're, we're back to people not wanting Corbello on the floor. And, and I wonder if it goes back to, w- with figuring out roles, last year there was a set seven, eight, nine guys that were going to play. Like you said, when things got out of control, when Io or, or, or Trent needed a blow, Corbello came in, and he knew his guys that he was passing to, but... He's getting put in there a lot, you know, like you said, in the first half. That seems to be the game plan at that under-16 timeout. We're going to get Payne and Corbello in there together. And he's just running with different guys all the time. And with all the lost time, it's the chemistry isn't quite there. And, and yeah, sometimes he feels like he's got to do too much when there's plenty of other capable guys around him. It's a curious case. Right, because I, I truly believe you don't win the Big Ten tournament without him last year. He plays 80 minutes. He only turns it over five times. The, you know, this, the plays he made against Iowa, um, the big shot he hits against Ohio State in overtime in the Big Ten, cha- in the Big Ten title, uh, or I guess the Big Ten tournament championship. And then, and then, you know, you see what you get this year, and it's just – I think that's where I get so conflicted is that I've seen it. Like, I, you know, I've seen him do great things for this team. You know, and, and and man, you can see that for as careless as some of his turnovers look sometimes, I think sometimes it's because he cares too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, like he wants to be the guy, wants to make the play. And sometimes you just, you know, you got to trust your teammates a little more. And um, I'm still holding out hope. I, I get it. You know, if, if, if people have grievances about it, 
you know, just from what you've seen this year, I, I totally understandable. Um, but at the same time, man, if he can, if he can somehow find his apex as a player, this team just gets better. They, they just do. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, my Curbelo points there. Let's do our keys to the game here. Brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse for real Texas barbecue. It's Hickory River Smokehouse. Dine in, drive through, and pick up order online at hickoryriver.com. And brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. Well, we've touched on a, a number of them, Mike, but uh, maybe boil it down to a couple. Yeah, the rebounding. Um, and not only just the rebounding. I get it. Sometimes offensive rebounding, there's just going to be, you know, basketballs that hit the rim a certain way that land in guys' hands. <laughs> but – you know, the free throw block out there in, in a big moment with, with Coleman Hawkins and, um, and, and Omar Payne was a, was a culprit at times too. And, uh, but one of the callers made the point, like you just, you need to find some, some rebounding, you know, like DeMonte can't have one rebound tonight. Plummer can't have one rebound tonight. Although that's pretty, that's pretty par for the course mm-hmm. for Plummer. Um, just finding a way to not be a watcher, right. To be a guy that watches. And um, I always go back to that Baylor game last year in the second half they were initiating everything on the glass. Baylor was, and, and Illinois became very reactionary, mm-hmm. and that is, or I guess reactive, and that is kind of the story for this team, right? When the effort's low, and when shots aren't going in, then the on the glass they become very reactive, right? It's it's ball goes off the rim, and all five guys are thinking that the other four guys are going to get the mm-hmm. ball, and then it ends up going in in the hands of Rutgers. So. Um, it starts with the rebounding. It starts with, you know, for me trying to find ways to get, and maybe it's Melendez, maybe it's these certain guys that can turn the corner, that can get downhill to draw some fouls early to get to the free throw line or get some shots up Please. on the rim. Um, I, I know there's, you know, people could say, Hey, you got a little, a little, you know, three happy tonight, but I still stand by the fact at some point you got to make them. And if you, and if you want to make them, you have to take them. So, you know, you can't have guys just, kind of, uh, you know, I'm not going to shoot a three because mm-hmm. that's exactly when your confidence dips. So, you know, the getting to the rim needs to happen more. The rebounding, uh, they took care of the ball tonight, but um, starts on the glass. Yeah, those are those are all great keys. See, I shot it five of nine from three in the second half. So don't tell me they're not a, a good shooting team. And a, lot and of- a little emergence, too. A little like going under the radar here is three for six from Trent Frazier, which he was high 20s for the past however many games. Mm-hmm. Three for six, maybe, that, maybe you can parlay that into another uh, – Another hot shooting performance against Michigan State. But yeah, I, along with the rebounding, I'm going to go back to to my point in, in the first half uh, or in the pregame. I, I thought that where Rutgers might hurt Illinois was on the second chance three pointers, and Rutgers made about three of those, and it was an 11 point game, so that's a, a big difference. And only shooting two free throws in the first half for the second straight game. I mean, that drives me nuts. Kofi Kofi alone should be getting four free throws per half and then you've got to have other guys that are attacking getting downhill not settling for for jump shots and and same same thing going back to shooting layups with confidence if if you've got a lane to the basket go ahead and take it I I thought Rutgers did a lot of that Mulcahy Harper specifically and uh yeah those those are are kind of my keys and and I'll make this final point with driving to the basket with trying to, to generate some foul calls you know, odds are in the first half, if anybody's going the line, it's Kofi. And then part of the reason when you're driving to the basket, what makes it really difficult with a massive post presence like Kofi is someone's always down there. Yep. Right. You know, someone is always down there. And when it's a really good shot blocker like Amarui or Trace Jackson Davis or some of these guys, you know, Bingham, 
coming up on Saturday, it makes it difficult. You know, you're not going to have a lot of uncontested layups at the rim unless, you know, if you do have Coleman Hawkins in the game or someone that you can step out, Bosman's or Donk even, where you step him out to the perimeter, go a little five out, you can open up some more driving lanes. But it's tough when, you know, it's tough when the big fella's down there. Uh, so a lot of those free throws, that's why Kofi ends up shooting a lot of them because he's typically the one down there in the paint. <laughs> Clog in the lane. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested and Hickory River Smokehouse. Coming up to the end here of this Fasteners Etc. postgame show. There's nothing better than real Texas barbecue and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice blend and infused with real hickory smoke for a juicy award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides and it's a meal. Open for drive through takeout, dine-in, and caterings. And don't forget, you can skip the drive through line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations, Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria. Hi, I'm Dan Marker with Hickory Point Bank. Champaign is full of businesses run by hardworking entrepreneurs. From family-owned shops and restaurants to companies with hundreds of employees, local businesses are making a positive impact in our community. We get it. We understand local businesses because we are a local business. There are no faceless corporations that make our decisions. We make our own, just like you. You're local, we're local, and we're all working to make our hometown an even better place. Hickory Point Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. That wasn't that wasn't just getting beat on the glass. That was a f full frontal annihilation. I mean, that was uh, uh, but that was our fight. That was our fight tonight. I, I've been um, boy, we didn't have a, a competitive spirit at all tonight. And uh, uh, and it shows when you don't play the right way on the defensive side, um, you know, it, it affects the ball going in. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, what were we one of something at half? Yeah. And, well, we started 0 of 13. Yeah, we started 0 of 13 from three, and Trim made one. And, and you know, we've got guys really good looks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the frustrating things about shooting it is, you know, is, is you've got you to man up and make one. And uh, you can shoot them all you want and, and practice, but, in, but uh, uh, you got to shoot yourself out of a slump. And uh, uh, we're not shooting it very well. And, um, you know, we've we got we to change that. Coaches thinking alike there, Brad Underwood saying, Illini got to knock down some shots with some confidence. Coach Michael Tulip saying Illinois got to knock down some shots with confidence. Happened in the second half, but a little too late for the Illini here as they fall to 11-4 overall in the Big Ten Conference. Knotted up with a number of teams that top the Big Ten standings. Back here on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show with Evan and Mike. Still some... Lingering thoughts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, texter asking about Corbello's plus minus uh, has not been good over the last couple games, but sometimes that means something, sometimes that doesn't. Um, Illinois just hasn't played very well when he was in the last couple games. That's what I'll chalk that up to. Uh, Kenton Champagne says that Illinois was lacking the Mamba mentality here on this game. Rutgers had it. Illinois did not. 
I agree with that. What do we got here? Uh, Eye of the Tiger come March. I love all these phrases you're throwing in there, Ken. A lot of good thoughts here on this one. Uh, one more text kind of along the lines of a, a caller earlier. Mike, do you, do you foresee a, a lineup shakeup coming for the Illini? Uh, DeMonte and Grandison have seen their second half tick go down over the last couple games, but they've still started. Um, going into a, a tough place at, at Michigan State, I imagine you're going to want to go with the older guys once again. But uh, maybe maybe Brad does something for a, a wake-up call. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's certainly possible. And I think if you're, if you're going between Grandison and Williams, my guess is that it would not be Williams. Um, you know, I, I just think what he offers defensively and, um, you know, and, and he's able to – to, to be a, a bit of a ball mover offensively, but look, I, I don't know. Like maybe there's a world where you, I mean, maybe there's a world where you go RJ Melendez over Jacob Grandison or maybe Hawkins over Jacob Grandison. I, but, but here's the thing. If you go Melendez over Grandison, yes, there is the, the worry that you may be getting next to nothing out of Grandison if he goes to the bench. Um, but he might do well off the bench is more of like a, Hey, you know, settled into his role a little bit, come in be a little, uh, I, I guess, knock down some shots on the perimeter. Um, and maybe Melendez on, on the other side, if you do insert him in the starting lineup, that may give him even more confidence than he has right now. So, you know, you may unlock a few things there, but I would be surprised if yeah. it happened, if they did make the switch in East Lansing. Uh, you know, people remember that was not, that was very similar to this game last year mm -hmm. um, up there, just with, you know, it was more turnovers last year, but it was some missed shots. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's possible, but man, I think Jake's done a lot for this team up until this point. But you know, you do have to prioritize winning the game, and I don't think he's been losing you games by mm -hmm. any means. But um, but RJ Melendez, it's pretty un, pretty hard to deny what he's offered over the last few games here. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the the balance between riding that confidence and continuing to build that confidence for Melendez and not wanting to lose your fifth-year senior that still provides he's, – he's probably your, your number three defender out there. He's the one guy who gives you a, a little bit of size. Melendez, of course, does, but he's a freshman, and, and these games and these moments are going to get bigger. You saw it there tonight. I think that was a big part of it in, in the first half. I mean, the the rack was bumping. They were they were ready for that one, and, and Illinois didn't – provide their own calming force from the inside and sometimes freshmen can be that and sometimes freshmen can be a, a little erratic so we'll see we'll see what Saturday has in store um gonna be uh both both teams are, are looking to bounce back Illinois gotta yeah. try to, to try to find that fight and, and Michigan State is coming off one that they they let slip through their fingers and, and that was a that was a reverse kind of a game, one that the Michigan State had, and and they lost it, but in a similar kind of way, just because they weren't executing on the defensive end, and it was affecting their offense as well. So uh, it's going to be a, a a fight on Saturday. Yeah, and Michigan State, they just they can't score right now. Um, that's really been the deal with them. Uh, so what you don't want is for Saturday to be the day that they wake up. You know, that it's even more. Like you cannot replicate the effort that you had tonight, especially on the defensive end, especially on the glass. They rebound better in East Lansing. They play with more energy in East Lansing. Um, just like most teams do at home. 
So you need to figure out a way. 11 a.m. Right, Central. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Early morning. Yeah. I mean, that's that's those are the type of games, especially early morning road games. Man, you, you cannot get punched in the face early. Bring your boxing gloves. Uh, like you mentioned, it's going to be a fight. They were ready for it a couple weekends ago at Indiana. We'll see if they're ready on Saturday for Michigan State. One more break. We'll come back here and wrap. Did you know most workplace injuries are due to slips, trips, and falls? Regardless of the cause, make sure your employees are covered by workers' compensation benefits from Pekin Insurance. Pekin also offers a nurse-on-call program to help assess workplace injuries and how to handle them. And their loss control plan helps prevent accidents from happening in the first place. Learn more about the benefits for your business and your employees at PekinInsurance.com. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit MXElectric.net. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Best of luck to all the players and coaches during today's game. This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. Go Illini. Well, he was not very good the first half. First half, first half, I couldn't, I couldn't keep him on the court. They, uh, they went right at him twice, and he just literally got out of Ron Harper's way. And um, you know, and and, and then uh, I put him right back in in the second half, and he doesn't block out, and their guy jumps and tips one in, and and uh, you know, RJ's got to learn the physicality of the game, yep. and he's got to comp- and and then, you know, I got on him a little bit, and and he he really rallied late. He was terrific, and uh, uh, he's one of the guys that we have on the wing who can beat somebody off the bounce and get to the hole. Um, but, um, you know, it was, it was, um, it was, it was their game to win. They just, they, they, they wanted it more. They competed harder. They outfought us. Um, and, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't deserve to win. There's coach Brad Underwood once again, after the game, talking about just finding that confidence and that edge again. Bright spots from the freshman R.J. Melendez once again finishing in double figures for the second straight game, averaging somewhere around 10 points a game over the last three. Uh, but they, they they needed more from the upperclassmen here, uh, searching for it tonight in this loss to Rutgers. Uh, Texter doesn't want Demonte Williams to start anymore. He's the, the best defender on the team, so he's probably still going to get tick, uh, starting tick and, and and 30 minutes a game kind of thing. I don't think he's the one that just sub out. As we look ahead here to Saturday, of course, we'll have sports talk here the next two nights from 4 to 6. Scott Beatty headed out with baseball, so you'll have yours truly with a host of all-star co-hosts, Lauren Tate and The Bunch. But uh, on Saturday, Mike said it, 9 a.m. pregame for the 11 o'clock tip at the Izone rematch with Michigan State. That was a, an ugly one that the Illini managed to, to squeak out back at the State Farm Center and um, can't, can't have similar kind of performance to tonight or, or probably that first matchup on the road and expect a win. So um, I, think the, the, I, I think the Illini will, will do some soul searching here over the next couple games and, and come out with a response against the Spartans. Well, you have to, right? You know, if you want to keep your Big Ten title – Hope's alive. You you got to do it at 11 a.m. and in East Lansing and and look, 
last time these two these two teams played, you know, Michigan State was very good. Um, they just weren't, you know, and, and Illinois was was able to connect on on nine threes and, and actually finish pretty well uh, around the rim, but you didn't have the big fella, right? And now yeah. you do. So I think that that poses a a problem for this Michigan State team. But but Bingham's one of those guys similar to you know some of the other uh, you know longer athletic big men that the Kofi's face, whether it's Christian Coloco, um, you know, and some of these other guys in the league, you know, I, I want to see Kofi put, you know, turn in a good performance uh, against a guy like that, that has that length, that has a shot blocking ability. Um, Kofi certainly has the the girth on him. There's no question. And <laughs> they obviously need to establish him early. Uh, but once again, you know, here we go. You got to make shots. Yep. You have to make shots, especially on the road. You need to have a few things happen. You either need to out-rebound your opponent, you need to make shots, or you need to have a nuclear performance from somebody. Um, you know, you've seen throughout the league, that's how teams win on the road, right? You know, Johnny Davis going into Purdue, 37 and 14. They didn't shoot it well. They got out-rebounded, but it didn't matter because he went nuclear. So he, he, one of those three things need to happen for you to go out and get a win at East Lansing. Yep, looking for more ball movement. Don't let the defense affect your offense. Get back to, to playing that, that really good defense that they played uh, even on Sunday uh, against Northwestern. We, we know that they can still do it. Um, Michigan State probably will be favored, but uh, I, I wouldn't be afraid to put money on the Illini. So we look forward to that one on Saturday. You're going to be back with us again for the postgame show, Mike? Sure thing. I'll uh, be here. All right. Look forward to breaking it down. Thanks for hanging out here this evening with us taking the blows from the passionate fans that we have here on the Fast Resist Center Post Game Show. Always appreciate the folks that call and text in and listen live or, or even fire up the podcast that our great producer Dave Leak is going to put up for us here after we wrap. So thank you all. Sorry we couldn't get you a, a better result, but uh, we're going to keep at it. Illinois still tied for first in the Big Ten standings, still atop the plus-minus standings, still five games to go in the regular season. We'll be back on Saturday. Talk to you then. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Yeah, thank you. I got to go. Bye.